Last week as we celebrated the resurrection, I asked you if you enjoyed running. And that gave us the chance then to discuss how the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it gives us a reason to run in this life with joy and with purpose. I'm going to stick with the fitness theme today. Do you enjoy working out? And specifically, do you enjoy weight training? Right? Like using dumbbells and barbells and, and squat racks and, and benches or machines maybe. And if you're familiar with that language and, and you know what I'm talking about. And as much as my lanky, skinny body may contradict the statement I'm about to make, I also enjoy working out. I haven't done it in a while, but I do enjoy it <laughs> when I get a chance. One of the classic uh, traditional weight training exercises that you do is the bench press. Are you familiar with that one? You lay down on a bench and there's a rack that's up above you and on that rack there's that long you know, steel bar that goes across and you can put different weights on each side of it, make it more heavy. And then as you're laying down, you, you pull the bar up off and it's up above your chest. You, you bring it down to your chest and then you, you press that bar up one rep. And you keep going rep after rep after rep. And, and the more weight you have on the sides, of course, and the, and the more reps that you do, the, the more tired that you become. And your muscles, eventually, they, they get weak. And, uh, and sometimes it can get so weak, and, and it can be so much of a struggle that instead of feeling like you're pressing that bar up, it feels like the, the bar is pressing down on you, right? Does life ever feel like that? That you're trying to, trying to press up this, this weight each and every day, rep after rep. And some days it's heavier and other days it's lighter, but it doesn't matter. It's always there every day, rep after rep after rep, and, and you get tired. You get weak. You struggle with it because there's, there's anxiety and, and fear and worry that's loaded on this side of that bar. And there's your, your responsibilities and, and the guilt that you feel that's loaded on that side of the bar. And, and it can get really heavy. And pretty soon it can feel like that bar, it's pressing down on you and you're struggling to lift it up and, and maybe it's going to come crashing down. It's going to be resting right on your chest and it's going to crush you. It's going to crush your lungs and make it so you can't breathe anymore. And the problem is in life, and you don't have that rack there to rest it on. When you're ready to just quit and be done, no you're still holding on to that bar and that weight. And if you have ever felt that way, or maybe you're feeling that way right now, like there's that heavy, massive weight that you're trying to push up, but it's crushing you, then I'm really glad. No, I'm not really glad that you're feeling that burden and that weight, but I'm really glad that you're here today. I'm really glad that you're here so we can celebrate the resurrection once again, because the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it speaks to that too. And so as we begin this sermon series, we're going to be working through the book of 2 Corinthians, this letter that God's servant, Paul, that he wrote to early Christians in the city of Corinth. We're going to see how God speaks to that. Now, I don't know if the Apostle Paul 
went and worked out at a gym. I don't know if their gyms were quite the same back then as they are today anyway. But I do know that the Apostle Paul, he knew what it was like to have a heavy burden and a heavy weight that he was trying to lift, that he was trying to press up. He knew what it was like to have that weight feel like it was crushing him. In fact, he's very open and very honest about it with the Christians in the city of Corinth. He very personally discussed that weight that was pressing down on him, the pressure that he felt, and how he found strength in that pressure. And God worked through the words of Paul to speak to those Christians then and to speak to you today. To speak to you to comfort you so that you in turn could comfort others. To encourage you so that you in turn could encourage others. And so here's what the Apostle Paul wrote about his experience. You heard it before, but he said, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of life. This is legit honesty. Open vulnerability from the Apostle Paul. He felt this massive weight. He said it was far beyond their ability to endure. He knew that he couldn't lift it. This pressure that they were under, the suffering, the affliction, it was too much. It broke him. And it broke his companions who were along with him. And he said, we despaired even of life. And that is struggle, and that is sadness, and that is, that is fear on a whole nother level, right? When you despair even of life, and maybe you felt that level, maybe you're there, maybe you understand what it's like when you just want an out, you just want something good to show up, you just need something, and you know that it can't come from you because your strength, that's already given out. Maybe you know what it's like to have that thought and to wonder if it would be better if I were dead than to wake up and face another day. Because that's where the Apostle Paul was at. He said, indeed, in our hearts, we felt the sentence of death. Paul, God's servant, missionary pastor, church planter, he felt that. And if he felt that, then it means that we as believers, we know affliction, suffering, turmoil, that, that's bound to be a part of our lives too. It's a reality of the sinful world in which we live. But God can take those afflictions, God can take that suffering, that massive weight that we feel like we're trying to press up, God can take it and he can use it for good purposes. When you're trying to lift that, that bar and it's too heavy for you and, and it's going to come crashing down on your chest and crush you, you need a spotter. And when, 
when you bench press, you're supposed to have a spotter. We break those rules all the time, but you really are supposed to have a spotter, someone who stands behind the bench press and, and watches, watches to make sure that you can handle the weight that you've put on that bar. He stands there and he makes sure that, that if you're struggling and if, and if you can't push it up, then, then he's right there to, to help you, to lift it up for you. God is your spotter. He is watching over your life. And He knows the burdens and the pressure and the suffering that you feel. And He is there to lift it up for you. But you have to, when you have a spotter, you need to rely on them. You need to trust them. And so we too need to rely on God and we need to trust God to be there for us. And what's so awesome about the fact that God is your spotter is that unlike if you go to the gym and someone is going to spot you at the gym, they're, they're going to be there to encourage you, right? And so even when they see you starting to struggle, they're not just going to immediately lift that up, right? They're going to say, hey, you, you got this. Come on, keep pushing harder, harder. Come on, you got it. You can get it. You got this. It's okay. That's the empty, hollow encouragement and comfort that the world would give you when you are suffering and when you are afflicted. But the truth is, it's not okay. When you are down on your knees and you weep because of what you are going through, it's not okay. When you are in pain and you are in anguish and you don't know where to turn, it's not okay. And I know this is going to be really, really hard for you to hear, but you don't got this. You, you can't lift it up on your own. You can't just push through the struggle and the pain. You are not equipped for the emotional burden that is upon you. But that's why it's so awesome that God is your spotter. You can turn to the God who loves you. The God who is full of compassion and mercy and grace. The God who cares so deeply about you that he sent his own son. You can turn to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who died but is dead no longer. He has risen and so God has such miraculous power, clearly evident in the resurrection. He has such miraculous power that he can use it in your life. And going to take that hardship and that suffering, the affliction, and he can work it for your good, for your blessing. And so God, God doesn't say to you, you got this. God says, I got you. I will rescue you. I will deliver you. These are the promises that you can trust because your God is the God of the resurrection. Your God raised not just the bar, but he raised the dead. Your God is the God who raised up Jesus Christ after he had felt the sentence of death 
in our place. After He bore our afflictions, our pain, our suffering, all of our guilt, as He took that to the cross and died there on the cross for that so that we could be forgiven, He was dead and in the grave, but God raised Him up from the grave to give you the complete confidence that you can rely on Him, that you can trust in Him in any affliction and any trouble. And Paul had experienced this firsthand. There are many times in his life when Paul was afflicted, but specifically when he first came to the city of Corinth. You can read about it in Acts chapter 18 if you want to see it. But when he first came to the city of Corinth, he felt incredible pressure. There were people who opposed him. They wanted to crush him and crush his message. And do you know what Jesus said to him? Jesus himself, he came to Paul and he said this. See the connection to last week. Jesus said, do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent for I am with you. And no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. Jesus came to Paul and said, Paul, don't rely on yourself. Rely on me. And so, dear friends, today, don't rely on yourself. Rely on God. Rely on the God of the resurrection. Rely on His comfort and His power. And by God's grace, Paul did exactly that. He relied on God, and so he was able to say, he has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us on him. We have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. God had delivered Paul physically, but he also gave him the remarkable, incredible promise that even if he didn't deliver him physically, he would deliver him into the resurrection from the dead. That's why Paul could have such confidence, such trust, why he can rely on the God who raises the dead. And so you too can rely on that God, the God of compassion, the Father of all comfort. He has comforted you. And he has comforted you so that you too can comfort. Part of the, the joyful purpose that we have living in the resurrected glory of Jesus Christ is that we have the opportunity to comfort others. We have been saved to serve. Paul put it this way. He said, God comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves have received from God. Troubles are real. Suffering is real. But God draws us together so that we can encourage one another. God draws us together, those who have been comforted by the resurrection, so that we can comfort one another. God has made each and every one of us a spotter for each other. To watch each other. To recognize when, when we're going through something difficult to, to share 
when we're going through a stressful affliction or suffering or we need help or we need a shoulder to cry on. God has given us the blessing of Christian community. And so you have this incredible, this glorious role to comfort others. But did you notice how Paul encourages us to do that? How we're going to comfort others? He says, with the comfort that we ourselves have received. Which means that you don't need to solve the problem. When you're working with another Christian, you don't need to to be able to give the solution. You don't need to know the exact right words to say. You can simply point them back to the God of the resurrection, the God who raised up Jesus Christ, their Savior, to the comfort that you have. But in order for us to do that, we have to be willing to look for those opportunities. We have to be willing to see them. We have to be willing to be open and honest with one another. We have to be willing to to get to know each other deeply so we can trust each other. So we can answer one another honestly and truthfully. So I want to encourage you. And when your brother or sister in Christ asks you that question that we ask each other so often, hey, how are you doing? That you answer honestly. That you don't feel like you need to say, I'm good. I'm fine. Unless that really is the truth. But if it isn't, if, if you're struggling, if there's something going on in your life that you feel free to share. Because you know that they're there to comfort and encourage you. And you're there to comfort and encourage them. We can answer honestly and truthfully. Answer honestly and truthfully when, yes, the joy of the resurrection is flowing through our lives and we really are good. We are excited for each and every day because we know what Jesus has done for us. But also to answer truthfully when we're struggling. When we need those who have been comforted to also comfort and encourage us. Rely on the God who has raised Jesus up from the dead, the God of the resurrection. He has comforted you so that you also can comfort others. Amen.